2: Just talking me Do you think that she could repeat the question And i listen more attentively Yeah, yeah There must have been something In
0: all of God bless you for this You're wild. <laughs>
2: it's
0: like hitting a starving man in a sandwich We're going right to the end of the song today. Ah. If you'd like to sing, feel free. I have to come see you Lucky sing. there's two desks between us. Right.
2: Speaking of which, yep. this weekend, Sadie's Bar and Grill, the might, Jingle I mi- Bellas Christmas concert. It's going to be huge.
0: I may come to that. Just to listen to you sing.
2: Well, we'll be there from 7 to 10. It should be a great show.
0: I've literally got nothing today, so I don't know why anybody's even watching the show. If I was you, I wouldn't even be watching the show, except we have Matt coming in. Ah, so. you're... Oh, uh, you missed it. You missed it.
2: Well, because you got my brain reeling now. I was like, you're you're just so good at promoting your own show. I'm, right. I mean, you threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> well, you nearly coughed in time then.
0: That was great. Right? Yeah. Everything seems to be working out even though it seems like a disaster.
2: Yeah. I feel like that's your life though, right?
0: Fucking Charlie Baker. <laughs> fucking Charlie Baker. The only guy I know that can step in shit and come out gold. Jesus Christ, this fucking guy.
2: The, this is the end of the song. Are you ready? I guess so. Are you ready?
0: I guess. Wait for it. Wait for oh, it. Oh, wait for oh, sorry. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. I bet most people didn't know there was an extra little thing <laughs> in the I forgot end.
2: that. See, even I forgot. How long have we been doing this for? Right? My bad.
0: I had this song in my car for maybe three years before I even realized that that was at the end. Because as soon as it starts at the end, I responds to the next song. You were just oh, My voice is gone today. This is not going to be good. All right. Hi, how are you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here with the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi atop two guys, Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We've got Matt McLennan's going to be Zooming in. He gave us the choice between... Two fifteen, and um, be, I'm sorry, between two twenty five and two twenty five. That's what he said. All right. He so said I can come in. At, I, I can zoom in at two twenty five or two twenty five. And I said, well, if I've got the choice between two twenty five and two twenty five, I guess I'll take you at two twenty five. But yeah. then he just texted me again. And said, oh no, I made a mistake. It was two fifteen. So we're gonna try and get him in here, uh, zoomed in for two fifteen, because okay. we've been we've been having that in periodically, not like every month, but like every other month, sometimes every month, depending on like if he's available. And because he's the smartest guy I know when it comes to real estate. And I know a lot of real estate people, and they're all good people. Um, it, it's, it's, it's actually kind of hard to find a, a, like a, a bad person in the real estate business because you really kind of have to be like a people person. You have, to kinda, like, you have to be a people person to do that job and do it well. Because yeah. otherwise, otherwise, no one 's buying houses from you, and you end up like serving burgers at Burger King or something, um, but matt 's been doing this since like Christ since I was in high school, and his family 's uh, been doing this like forever, and he really has uh, his finger on the pulse of the trends of real, the real estate market, and since the last time he was here, the real estate market has taken a completely different direction nationwide. But one of the reasons why we like to have Matt McLennan from Century 21, McClennan and Company, on the show is because he um, he, he gives us yeah, an overview of what's happening with the real estate market nationally, but more importantly, what's going on here in the Merrimack Valley because yeah. the valley, it's always very different than the national trends. Um, sometimes when the national trends are going in one direction, the Merrimack Valley is going in the complete opposite direction. And, and he, as he explained one day, it's because in the Merrimack Valley, we're north of Boston, but we're... So we're, like, right outside of Boston. We're within driving distance of Boston, people who want to work in Boston. But we're also right outside Manchester, which is the exact same, almost the exact same amount of miles from, like, the Lawrence, north end of our Haverhill area. It's, like, a 30-minute drive into Logan Airport. It's also about a 30-minute drive into Manchester Airport. So we're really kind of, like, the suburb of both big both big cities. And, uh, and with 495, 93, and 213... Um, running like right through the heart of the of the Merrimack Valley, it makes the housing market a little bit different. It's like it's got its own little dynamic going on. And we've had Matt on a few times, and um, I think four or five times this year, we've said, hey, look, with Biden being president, with the economy tanking, with all the horrible things going on in, in the country right now, uh, inflation, the price of gas, the price of food, um, you know, how is this affecting the real estate market? And Matt has consistently said throughout the year, and he's been right so far, it's not really going to affect the real estate market at all. That if, you, if you're planning on buying, buy, and if you're planning on selling, sell, um, the, the real estate market is still going to be doing okay. Although it may, he's, I think the last time he, he was here, he said, although it may level off and stay where it is, but he said he didn't see it going down and he didn't really see it going up that much. A lot of things have changed since then nationwide. So we're going to have him come on at two fifteen. Um, we have to. Does he have a? He has a. He needs a link. He's texting me now that he needs a link.
2: <laughs> I'll take care. All of right, it. All right,
0: thank you, honey. See, that's why I love Chrissy. That's why I love Chrissy because she's the best. So we like to have him come in because uh, uh, even like uh, use your words, Tom. You can tell I graduated. You can Lawrence do it. School. I believe it. <laughs> Well, if Chrissy we that, didn't ask you to do Matt. that's all the that's all the motivation that I need. Is if Chrissy believes in me, then I'm I'm going to be doing okay. I
2: believe you can. So that
0: that's the reason why <laughs> that's the reason why we need Matt in here because we okay, want to talk hit about the with real copyright, yeah. So uh, there's a couple of things I do want to um, touch on before he zooms in. She's going to send him that link. Um, the Valley Patriot. Um, in January, we'll, we just put out our December edition. It's on the streets everywhere, except, except if you live in North Andover. Those will get done today. Um, we, have, we offer at the Valley Patriot elected officials to write their own columns in our paper. And we've done that since day one. We've been doing that for 18-plus years. Because when I was an elected official, I would write a letter to the editor to the Eagle Tribune, and it would be about five paragraphs, and it would explain, and I would spend a lot of time on it because I'm a writer. And I would spend a lot of time trying to convey a specific message. And I'd send it to the Tribune, and they'd cut paragraph 2 and paragraph 4 and half of paragraph 5, condense it all together, and they'd publish it, and it would sound a lot different than what I wanted it to say. It didn't say the opposite of what I wanted it to say, but it gave a very different impression of what I was trying to convey to my, my constituents. So when we started The Valley Patriot, I thought, why don't we offer to elected officials the opportunity to write their own column? And promise them we're not going to change anything. Like if 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 they say something that – if it's too long, I'll send it back to them and say, can you cut a paragraph? If there's something that looks like it might need to be challenged, I'll call them on the phone and say, can you send me some documents on that just to make sure that that's right? But when they send something in, it goes into the paper the way they want it because it should be about the message the elected officials trying to send to their constituents without the filtered agenda of an editorial board. And that's what I used to run into with the Tribune and the Lowell Sun, too, all the time. You'd write a letter to the editor to, to, to convey a specific message about whatever, abortion, taxes, whatever, stop signs. And then when you'd read what they published, it almost seemed like you were on the other side of that issue. And that's just not fair to anybody. It's not fair to the readers. It's not fair to the elected official. And it's not fair to their constituents. So... Um, because we've lost a couple of elected officials in this last campaign, we are going to be losing—well, um, Linda Campbell decided not to run. She's a state representative in Methuen. She represents Methuen in parts of Haverhill. Linda has been with us since she was a city councilor back in 2000—I'm guessing now, but I bet you I'm pretty close—since like 2005 or 2006. She's a city councilor in Methuen. She started writing little columns for us once in a while— Then she became a state rep, and she started writing a monthly column, which was wonderful because it gave people a snapshot of what she was doing in the legislature, and her big focus was veterans, which is what the Valley Patriot focuses on because she's a veteran. Her and her husband are both hero veterans. So she has decided to step down and not run for re-election. And even though she votes the exact opposite the way I would want her to vote on probably 80% of the things that she votes on, I still love Linda Campbell because... Ideologically, we may disagree, but when it comes to constituent services, any time in the last 15 years that I've picked up the phone and call, or even emailed Linda Campbell and said, hey, I've got a veteran that's got an issue, and we've gone through five other organizations to try and get this done, and we're running into a roadblock, in under 20 minutes, that, that issue is resolved. Like, she answers the email right away, she'll make whatever phone call she needs to make, and that veteran that needs help get, ends up getting the help in t- like 20 minutes. I may be exaggerating a little. Maybe it's 35 minutes. But like that day, it gets done. So Linda decided not to run for re-election, and she's stepping down, and we're losing her as a columnist. And um, and I kept trying to convince her to run for re-election because I love her columns. And I also love the fact that as a Democrat, as a liberal left-leaning Democrat, which she is, though well she denies it, but she is, um, she also seems to be very, very uh, committed to public safety police and the military and maybe that's just because she was, she's a veteran but it's hard to find a democrat that is that dedicated to police officers firefighters and veterans and so that's why it, it hurts for me it hurts a little bit to have to have her go however we have extended the invitation if she wants to continue writing a column I don't, I don't, I've done that with everybody, everybody that's leaving. We've given them the opportunity to continue writing. I think a lot of them just kind of want to move on with their lives right now, especially Linda, who's been in the legislature for, I think, at least 15 years. So um, we, uh, we're going to miss Linda, and we're also going to miss Marcos Devers, who lost his bid for re-election to Francisco Polino as the state representative, uh, representing Lawrence and Methuen. However, we are gaining one, two, three, four. We're gaining four new columnists for January, and I just wanted to introduce you guys while we're waiting for Matt to call in. Um, replacing Linda Campbell is Ryan Hamilton. The he's like 12 years old, and he—I'm just kidding. He's not 12, but he looks like he's 12. He's—he I think he's like 28 or something. But I'm an old man. To me, that's there's no difference between 28 and 12 at this point, right? Um, nice kid, uh, very non-controversial. I don't think he's a left-wing lunatic. Although my fear is with Ryan, because he's so young and because he's all in with the Democrat Party, Biden rocks bullshit, um, that they're going to pull him to the left really quickly, especially on things like partial birth abortion and stuff like that. But we'll see. We'll see. He comes from a, um, a union family. And he's got a I think an uncle that's a firefighter, I think his father's a retired teacher, so or vice versa. maybe his father's a retired firefighter, and his uncle's a retired teacher, one of the other two. Um, so because he's got that kind of public safety kind of public service background with his family, maybe he won't get pulled to the to the left. but we've offered him the opportunity to. Replace Linda Campbell in the Valley Patriot and write a monthly column about what he's up to in the legislature and what he's doing in the community. And the only thing that I ask of Ryan is please just don't use it to kiss uh, Neil Perry's ass every month. Like if you want to do it once in a while, that's fine, but just don't do it every month. Um, so he's going to be replacing Linda Campbell. Francisco Polino, the gentleman who defeated Marcos Devers for State Representative in Lawrence, is going to be re- is going to be replacing Marcos. In the Valley Patriot, he's gonna be writing his own column. And the interesting thing about Francisco, I didn't realize this at the time. Are we having an earthquake? Did you feel that? I feel like an earthquake. Um, the, the, what's really interesting about Francisco Polino, and you wouldn't think this meeting him, like if you meet Francisco Polino, he comes across as this really gruff, bone in the china closet kind of guy. And then when you sit down, I had like a two hour conversation in his office just yesterday did not realize he was pro-life. And not only is he pro-life, he's, he's like, more pro-life than I am. That's really hard to do. Like, there's, like, three people on the planet more pro-life than me, because I don't make exceptions for rape and incest. All right? And that's just my personal opinion. But um sitting down with him, having a conversation yesterday, he was telling me, he said, I know I'm going to get pressure on the pro-life issue. I know that. I know it's a big thing in Boston. He said, but Tommy... The Dominican community is not pro, pro-abortion. My constituents are pro-life. My constituents believe in the sanctity of life. And the, one of the, he said one of the reasons he ran was because Marcos, my good friend, um, was pro-life but changed his position to pro-choice when he ran for re-election two years ago. That he had sponsored some kind of an abortion bill. He said, "And you know what? I don't care if I don't get reelected. I don't care if I never raise another money in this business, never raise another dollar in this business again." He said, "I believe what I believe, and the people in Boston are not going to change that. And if they want my vote on other things, they better back off when it comes to the pro-life issue." I was shocked. I was shocked. And, I, and then he started telling me about all the things that it, it, it's almost like he watches the show, but he says he doesn't. All the things that we talk about on the show about education. He said to me, you know the one thing, the other thing that really pisses me off, Tom? And I hope he makes this a column, too. He said, all the billions of dollars we've spent in public education in Lawrence public schools. And the schools are worse now than they were 20 years ago. And I was like, oh, my God. I talk about that on my show all the time. like, And I literally even phrase it that way. So you, you, you people in Lawrence, the lawrence Methuen area, you've elected, really, you've elected a right-wing Republican. That's what you've elected. To replace Marcos Devers And I'm really going to enjoy Probably more than anyone else I'm really going to enjoy the columns coming into the Valley Patriot From Francisco Polino Because it's going to piss off his own base And that's going to cause controversy And people are going to be writing letters to the editor Saying what is he doing, I don't agree with this And then Francisco's the kind of guy That if you disagree with him He'll call you on the phone and say Let's go out for coffee and talk about that and I love that about him. I, I knew I knew Francisco Polino, the new state rep in Lawrence, Methuen. I knew him, um, I endorsed him for, I think, I think he ran for for a District B City Council against Estella Reyes four years ago. And I endorsed him. I was mad at Estella. So I endorsed him. And I got to know him a little bit. I went to his fundraisers. But I got to know the public persona of Francisco because I was always just meeting him at, like, fundraisers and, you know, like, at bars and at ribbon cuttings. Once I sat down with him and had, like, a really in-depth conversation, I can't can't tell you how impressed I am with that guy. Like, if I'd known he was this good, at least as far as I'm concerned, if I'd known he was this good during the election, Marcos is my friend. I don't know that I would have supported Marcos because Marcos flipped on us on the abortion thing, and it was like – and I don't care where you stand on abortion, but if you're flipping back and forth just to get votes, I just I have a hard time with that. So anyways, Francisco Polino's uh, state representative is going to start his column in January, and I'm really looking forward to that. Also, Christina Minacucci, who promised she would write us a column when she won as the state rep for North Andover, Andover, Boxford, and Groveland, um, that area, uh, we we deliver papers in all, in all four of those communities. Um, there's a lot of news coming out of all four of those communities. But Christina Minacucci committed to doing it and then just never did it. And every time I tried to prod her to do it, it was like I was bothering her. So um, it, I like her as a person, but as a state rep, not very, not very responsive. And replacing her is Adrian Ramos. You may remember Adrian Ramos because she came in here for the debate the very last Thursday before the election. Took a lot of balls on her part. Took a lot of courage on her part because I had already publicly endorsed her opponent, Joe Finn, who was also here for that debate. So I give her a lot of credit for coming, and I also give her a lot of credit because all the people who are on her campaign staff hate my guts because I'm a right-wing Nazi. You know, To the liberals, if you're anywhere to the right of Bernie Sanders, you're a, you're a Nazi. You, you you worship Hitler. So um, that while they're kicking the shit out of me on Facebook every day because I'm a right-wing Nazi... Um, she actually posted online on her Facebook page a thank you after the debate saying that we, I was very fair and that I had promised that I would be fair to both candidates and she said, and Tom Duggan did his job he was very fair and I'm very impressed thank you Tom Duggan so I called her on the phone and said listen um, if you win this would you be willing to write a column Christina Minacucci promised us but she never did would you be willing to write a column about what you're doing for your constituents in these four communities she was like Tom, I'm in. If, that, if I win, I'll be happy to do that. So she's going to start in uh, in um, January. And then um, I don't think we're losing Diana DeSaglio. So Diana DeSaglio is our state senator at the moment, but she just got elected state auditor. And um, I asked her, but the thing with Diana is you ask her something, she says, yeah, 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 but she doesn't listen to the question. So when you ask her stuff, you have to kind of get it confirmed two or three times because a lot of times she's got so much energy and her brain is like the Energizer Bunny that she's only half listening. And a lot of times she yay yeah, ya yeah, you, but she didn't really hear the question. And then later you say, hey, what about this? And she doesn't remember any of it. Um, she did give us a commitment that when she starts as state auditor, she's going to continue writing columns for the Valley Patriot. And if she means that, that could be huge for you guys. Because what that means is your state auditor, who's in charge of auditing state Um, agencies and auditing municipalities and uncovering fraud among state agencies and municipalities, that means you guys are going to get the scoop on all that stuff. My readers and my followers and the viewers of this program, you guys are going to get all that stuff like in advance, like before the Boston Globe, before the Herald, I'm hoping um, because that's kind of like what Diana's been doing all along. She tries to give us the heads up on what's happening. So do we? we don't have... Did did you send it to him or, okay, all right, that's fine. Um hold on, let me let me just She just sent it to you. All right, very good. What's that, honey?
2: I got him here on my phone. Oh, you do, okay. Ah, here he comes. All right, so let
0: me just wrap this up. So so Diana um Dezaglio is going to continue writing for us, but she's gonna be writing as the state auditor, which I think is phenomenal. Then Replacing her as our new state senator is Pavel Payano, the the, uh at large city councilor from Lawrence, whom I've known since he was in third grade. My mom used to be the school nurse at the frost school in Lawrence, and his dad used to be very politically active. And I used to go visit my mom during the day and like go and bring her a sandwich and just kinda hang out and have a coffee during her lunch. And Pavel used to come in all the time. He used to always come in, he was like a little third grade kid, and he was so adorable and he was really smart. And he had a great personality. Well, here he is as a grown up. And he is replacing Diana DiSoglio as our state senator. And he has committed to picking up where Diana's leaving off as the state senator and writing his own column for the Valley Patriot. So come January, we've got four new, four new columnists coming in Adrian Ramos, state representative, state representative uh, Francisco Polino, um, Ryan Hamilton, and the new state senator Pavel Payano. And we keep Diana DiSoglio, so that's pretty good. Um, so, those of you who will be picking up the Valley Patriot in January, you're going to see a new look. You're going to see some new columnists, which is great. And, um, you know, what would really be great is if we could get Matt McClennan, He's a pretty smart guy. If he could write, like, a real estate column every month. Wow. I-, I wouldn't charge him a dime for it either. I don't care who else advertises their real estate business in the Valley Patriot. I wouldn't charge him a dime for that because of all the great stuff he does in the community. Yeah. So um when he gets on, we'll see if see if he might be interested in that idea. Oh
2: wait, wait. I think that's him now. Oh he's oh. here. Oh. oh
0: all right. Okay good. I, I can't <laughs> see is that is that a Christmas tree behind him. I can't see I don't have my glasses a on. Case. Oh, it's a bookcase. They look exactly the same, don't they? Hey Matt, how are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm doing okay. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah. Um Century Twenty One, you guys have been—you've um you've been coming on the show now all year, and we've been asking you with all the, other inflation and the bad economy and everything going on throughout the year. You've been saying, "Nope, it's not really going to affect the the very Mac Valley." We're, we're we're kind of still good, and I thought it's been a few months since he's been here, and a lot's happened. Let's we'll see if maybe that's still the case.
1: All right, um, what we're seeing. Um I still feel like the the sky is not falling. Excellent deals are happening. People are still buying and selling real estate. Certainly, some changes. I think the obvious thing it feels like the change in the market is a change back to normal. What 2018, what 2019 was like. Gotcha. Um, looking at some year end numbers, we're still seeing an increase in sales average sales price in all of these towns. So you know, I heavily follow Methuen, Lawrence, North Andover, Haverhill. We do a lot in southern New Hampshire, but you know, I live in North Andover, I'm from Methuen. We got offices in Haverhill and Methuen. So those those are our bread and butter towns. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing year over year average prices still increasing 10 between 10 and 15 percent. That's wild in all of our sort of Merrimack Valley greater Lawrence hub. You're seeing a little more inventory now, but that little more inventory means you know, we went from having no inventory for two years, right? And that no inventory really was a sign of homes would come on and sell very
0: quickly, right?
1: The now homes will, will come on, and I'd still say two thirds to three quarters maybe two-thirds do still sell quickly. Mm-hmm. Now, if they sell quickly, they're still selling for a little over asking price. So what we're not seeing now, we're not seeing the North Andover house at 800 getting that initial offer price of 950 in a day. Right, That's not happening. But that 850 house still could sell at eight sixty five in those first three or four days. Maybe they're not getting 20 to 30 offers, but they could be still getting two to five offers, which is still better when I'm saying getting back to the norm. It was never like that prior to COVID. It wasn't like you always had five offers. Right. So things that sellers need to pay a little more attention to right now. Really, really, if you want a great sales price, you can still get it. It's gonna take a little more work to really shine up that product. Year and a half ago, your house could smell like a wet cat and you're still going to get a lot of money for your house. Today's market, spend a little, spend a few dollars, spend a little effort really make the house shine and you're still going to be okay. A year and a half ago, you could say the last home like yours sold for 850. Let's try 880 and just see what happens. Risky move to play that game now. But it's okay to say if that last split entry sold at 600, you know, I think I think a five ninety nine still is a smart asking price. Now we strategize. Is it better to dial it back a little and if we dial it back fifteen grand, do we still maybe get that bidding war? Do we still um you know, or do you say let's you know let's let's try it out there at a little higher price, But trying it out there, that timeline is you know two weeks try it two weeks at this price, and if it's not happening. You you reevaluate where you're at. Uh, For the buyers out there, again, the sky is not falling. What I definitely saw was we needed six months, eight months adjustment to the buyers that were in the market that knew that they lived through the market when there was a chance of getting two and a half, a 3% interest rate, and they didn't get a house then, they're still a little hurt and pissed and annoyed. That it didn't happen and it's not the easiest pill to swallow that now today interest rates are 6.25 right they were in the sevens it dialed back to 6.25 not the end of the world now we've had a little time new buyers coming into the market they come to us they talk to my mortgage friends and you say okay i want to you know i earn a hundred thousand dollars i want to live in mount vernon What's my interest rate? What are the home prices there? And they just sort of, you know, figure out what their budget is. And they're not clouded by what was the market like last year. So the new buyers coming in again, it's more like that normal market of saying, hey, it's 6% interest rate. You can put 5% down. You know, the return of the FHA mortgage, you're seeing more of that. Um, you know, we used to have this issue of home is asking 750 now it's selling at 900 is it going to appraise we've had enough of those closings so the closed data is out there and now homes are still selling at that high price but not necessarily the inflated 10% over that right. so the game of do you have to bring money to closing if it doesn't appraise that isn't happening as much The return of the 3.5% down FHA buyer, those are back in the market in full swing. But I'm still seeing, you know, great deals and great business happening. And so, you know, the Lawrence market, the single-family price in Lawrence for all of Lawrence is like about $450,000. That Wow, is just awesome to see. Mm -hmm. Multifamilies. Anyone that wants to sell a two or three family, that's could not be the more, you know, that, that is the most fun property to sell right now. That thing's <laughs> going to sell, fly off the shelves immediately. A lot of buyers, a lot of people that want to live in those multis, a lot of people that want to invest in those multis.
0: Is the Haverhill? No, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Havel. you know, another very strong market. Uh, price year over year still up 8% on the single families multi are up 15%. I think, you know, Haverhill has always been, and I probably say the same thing every time I come on here, but Haverhill is such a great market. You're seeing a lot of new millennials moving into this area. They're starting with a broad search, and many of them are landing in Haverhill. I think it has an awesome downtown. And, you know, Haverhill big, so you have a lot of areas that have land, uh, but you also have a lot of things to do. It's a cool community and you know, I I grew up in Methuen. and Haverhill just put you another 10 15 minutes closer to the beach not a bad thing
0: the good thing about uh, it the no, the great thing I love about Haverhill is that it's kind of like a town and a city depending on where you are in Haverhill like if you if you're in the Bradford area it's like being in a town but if you go like near Main Street or near Washington Street it's like being in a city but they're like right next to each other so you could have like kind of the have your cake and eat it too I guess And
1: everything yeah yeah, and you, st- you still, you know, you're you're striking distance to Boston. It, that's that's still going to be, I think, an up and coming, a great place to invest. I would be scooping up multifamilies in Haverhill. It's funny you have the Methuen Lawrence mindset of the people that know those towns and they like to buy there. Right. And you say, but there's a lot of inventory in Hayroll and it's 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 the Haverhill people that think I'm going to buy in Haverhill, I'm not going to buy there. It's like, guys, we're all sort of great. at Lawrence, Merrimack Valley. We're all the, the the market's all the same, right? But you know, North Andover, year over year, I think our uh, average uh, sales price for a single is still up fourteen and a half percent. Wow. Average sales price in North Andover right now nine hundred and
0: thirteen thousand dollars. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, that's 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 nuts. So, is Haverhill your best community? Is that like if if somebody's coming up from Boston and they're looking for a community that's north of Boston, the Merrimack Valley, is that where you recommend that they go? Is is Haver like the best housing market right now?
1: I think it's an interesting sweet spot market, and I think because Haverhill's so big, I would you know pricing wise, Haverhill and Methuen, I think have always been very similar. But because of the size of Haverhill, I think you're getting more in the last couple of years. There's just been more opportunities. Right. Someone that wants to spend an entry level price point two eighty five three hundred for a condo. Say, I want to buy in Methuen for three hundred grand. Maybe there's one condo and there's twenty of you fighting for that condo. Haverhill may have ten of those. Right. You know where you know Lawrence probably gonna have the highest concentration of two families and three families. Ham going to have a lot of them. Methuen's going to be sort of third in line of just with the, the number of inventory there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's, uh, I think, I from a realtor point of view, I think Ham a great option just because there's more opportunities there.
0: And Lawrence would probably be second, right? Because I think I think Lawrence is like probably the the best community to invest in, especially with with the stability of City Hall now. Where you don't have all the turmoil from the Antigua days and all that other stuff. Receivership and all that. Um, it seems like Lawrence, it is,
1: but it's not. But unfortunately, it's not like it's a secret. There's a lot of. If I list a beautiful three-family for a lot of money in 48 hours, there's going to be a lot of buyers all over it. Wow! And if if there's if there's 40 buyers interested in a property like that, a handful of them may be all cash, or a handful of them maybe putting 20, 30 percent down. So. That's the tough thing with Lawrence. That those first-time buyers, you may be competing with the seasoned, uh, big, big fish that is going to come in with be the private funding or just a large amount of money to put down. So they they get scooped up
0: still. Now, nationally, uh, I know I kind of asked you about this last time. Um, nationally, we're seeing these hedge funds are scooping up properties. And driving up the market. Do we see that in the Merrimack Valley? Is that is is that also? Do you you get approached by like you know LLC hedge fund type guys that are that are just looking to uh, you know scoop property and flip it, or is is the Merrimack Valley not really where that's going on?
1: I mean, not seeing it on that scale. There's certainly, you know, I'm sure there's a dozen or two dozen big players that, yeah. I mean, you know when. You have the market that is sort of the two, three, and four families. Then there's the different market of when a twenty-six unit comes up, but there's still local players that like those properties. Right. And they'll, you know, the the dozen of them will come out of the woodwork whenever a, a brick building with 20 units comes on. It's a lot of the same players, but but not 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 national or out of the Merrimack Valley players as much. Right. Yeah.
0: So since, since the last two years, since the Democrats have taken over the White House, the economy has, has kind of tanked. The gas prices were out, totally outrageous. Now they've come down a little bit. They're still pretty high. Gas prices are pretty high. How long do you expect this, this particular market, the way it is right now, wh- how long do you expect this to last? And do you see it going up or down? Do you see it becoming more of a buyer's market or a seller's market moving out, like, say, the next six months?
1: I think over the next six months. So I think we're going to go through the holidays. I
0: think
1: we're going to go through the beginning of winter, again, feeling a little more like a traditional market. There'll be people making moves, but it'll be life situations that'll say, hey, I'm a buyer that is out there wanting to buy a house or "You know, I'm going to have a, a job transfer. So I'm going to list my home for sale in January. And then you'll start to get the families that are saying, I'm going to make a move. In though that inventory starts to come February, March, April, that spring stuff, um, in our Merrimack Valley marketplace, something that's really going to help our values and drive the market is the rental market is still super high, so it's not as easy for a buyer to say, "Screw this! I don't want a mortgage at six percent. I'll go rent," and you know the options of renting. Working with a client this week, eight hundred square feet, one bedroom, kind of a studio in North Andover. That's two thousand twenty one hundred dollars. Wow! So, still a, a lot of rentals are now mid twos, three thousand dollars. So that pushes people back to saying, "Let me, let me, you know, keep driving the, the market," and people are making purchases. So
2: right.
1: that's going to help us, I think. We I don't see – I I still don't think my six-month to one-year prediction, I don't think price is going to fall. I think we had that room to take this jump. I think a lot of people – maybe the volume of homes may slow a little. Uh, just the, the number of units per year may slow a little. But I think pricing is going to hold. I don't see it jumping, but I don't
0: see it dropping. So if, if someone's looking to buy a house for the first time, what advice do you give them? Obviously, they need to go to Century 21, McLennan & Company. But what, okay. what, what advice do you give them when they're looking for a house? Maybe they're a family of three. Uh, they're looking to buy something in the Haverhill-Lawrence area. Um, what, what advice do you give them as far as what, what should they be looking for and how should they be structuring uh, their mortgage given that like, interest rates are going up and the economy is kind of – we're not sure? So
1: you you know you want to do a little research and you want to you don't want to just rely on you know Google reviews, Zillow reviews. you know what that that world is those are easily bought, but I see a lot of people just talk to your community, whether it's social media or your circle of friends. who do you know that's bought houses in the last couple of years say hey do you got a, do you have a good real estate agent that you're really comfortable with So it starts there, then follow that broker's lead to say. Do they have a really good go-to mortgage person? So then we start with the pre-approval process with that mortgage person, understand, are we ready to go now, or do we need to work on some things, whether it's down payment or credit? And then the 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 good real estate broker should be sitting with them, really from a, a consultant perspective. So when I'm working with a new buyer, it's going to sit start with maybe two hours of sitting in the office and really learning about them, and then educating them about the whole process. And then that starts to really develop the feel of, are they someone situated more for a house or a condo? Or is a multi make sense? What is their price point? Do you want, and there's always a sliding scale. Do you want to be a little more land, but you're a little further from the highway, further from the city? You know, do you want to spend 500 grand in Sandown? What do you want to spend five hundred grand in Tewksbury? Two totally different right. products there, and that really takes some time to flesh out. Um, what's the best fit for that client? And then, uh, yeah, follow. Ha- have a broker that's super duper accessible to you, and that if they feel like that they're in your corner and they're working for your best interest. You know, there's some buyers I work with, and the process happens quickly. There's some buyers. I closed a deal this year, and I would say in my 37-year career, or my 32, 32 years, I think about this, we, it was a some buyers that we looked at the largest amount of homes that I've ever looked at, and it was just always, it was a difficult market through COVID, and there were times where I liked something, they didn't like it, there'd be times they'd really like something, but I'd have to talk to them to say, you know, I don't think this is the smartest Instead of saying, let's just make a deal to make a deal, you do have to do your job to say, here are reasons why I don't think this is the right house to be spending this type of money on. And you know, after two years, after maybe 18 negotiated offers, they finally got a house, and uh, it was very cool. It was a great great success story. One of the th- it takes it takes a lot of working together.
0: One of the things I'd like to do with you, if you're willing to do it, is maybe once or twice a month I'd love to have you send us, like, a listing that we can, like, put up on the screen and let people know uh, Century 21 is selling this house or or listing this house. Is that something that would benefit? interesting
1: pick of the week, something that we think is interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that that would be something that would be uh, – my only – the only reason why I hesitate on that is because I'm worried that, like, you put it up in three seconds later, it's gone. And then we do, like, five minutes on the show and it's already gone, right?
1: We can talk about rock and roll. We can talk about something else. It's
0: okay. Okay. All right. Good. Sounds a lot, good. A lot of
1: topics to talk about. Um,
0: give people your website address. How can they get in touch with you if they're thinking of buying or selling a home? I know you've got some great real estate agents working for you. Uh, I know some of them, and they're they're really they're really tremendous people, and they're good at what they do. Um, uh, tell people how they can get in touch with you guys if they want to buy a, or even sell a house in the Merrimack Valley.
1: You can find us in Methuen. You can find us in Bradford. And we cover all of Massachusetts and New Hampshire website, www.c21mcclennan.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, We've really, we're taking this time with the market a little slower. We're redoing a lot of our social media and a lot lot of our, we're revamping everything. We just did a fresh remodel in Bradford. So uh, we've got a lot of cool things going on in this winter market when it's not as crazy as it has been the last year. It's a nice time to take a look at all of our systems and revamp everything. So we're having some fun with that now, but just find us on social media, follow us on Facebook and we, uh, we're easy to find, hopefully.
0: All right, Matt McClendon. Thank you so much for your time. I know how busy you are and I know it was a last minute booking and I, I apologize that that is the, always the way it works here. Um, but we'll try, yeah. and, we'll to get like a, a schedule you in for like a specific time. Maybe you can even come in if you want sometime in January, if you're interested. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Matt. Matt McLennan from Century 21. He's one of our sponsors and he's a great guy too. Um, Century 21 McLennan and Company. We do have other real estate agencies that advertise with us, um, but Matt's been with us for a couple of years and he's kind of our go-to guy. Um, if there's other real estate people that would you know that, that want to advertise, we'd certainly be happy to have your ads. And if you want to come and stay with us for like long term, we'll have you come on the show too and talk about maybe the real estate market. Maybe there's somebody out there that disagrees with Matt, but uh, but we love having Matt here because he really is the go to guy. Like, if if you have any question, in fact, I, I've been looking for. I'm looking to move my office. I'm on Main Street in North Andover, and I know we're up. I'm sorry. Um, uh, I'm on Main Street in North Andover, and I'm looking for something else on Main Street in North Andover because I want to stay on Main Street, um, but I have way too much room, and um, and so I'm looking. So I picked up the phone, and I called Matt, and I said, You're the other go-to guy. If anything opens up on Main Street that's, like, within my price range, can you let me know, like, right away? And so far, nothing, but, again, he's the go-to guy. So if, if you have a real estate question about anything – Century 21 McLennan and Company is the place to go We want to thank our sponsors I guess you can roll up Mel uh, we'll thank our sponsors. McLennan Real Estate Century 21 Who we've talked about all day Lazy River Products in Drake Not only the best cannabis in the Merrimack Valley But the best prices in the Merrimack Valley Marston and Son Construction You know it's getting a little colder It's winter but you know you've got stuff inside You need to, you need to revamp a room Maybe mom, your mom and Laura is moving in Or something you need something done um, you need somebody to fix your attic or your basement Give Marsan and Son Construction a call EIS, Investigation and Gun Training Boy, they do so much for the homeless I love those guys Barelli's Deli, where I'm going to get my sausage after the show Tomo, and by the way, Shaken Seafood right down the street Pretty good seafood I mean, it's, it's not like, a, it's not like a, a weather vane But um, Shaken Seafood's a, a pretty good place to go to, to eat If you want to just get a quick dinner A Clear Path for Veterans New England AFC Urgent Care And a free shout out to Pleasant Valley Landscaping and JG's Ice Cream Hey, you know what? I might actually get a frap They're right across the street I might get a frap on the way on We love those guys at JG Thank you, Chrissy, my fine, fine producer And Melvin Taylor says go home So go home already